Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I received some great feedback on my delving last week into the topic of strategic thinking and there was one element towards the close of the session that seems to have especially struck a chord with listeners and it's prompted the the theme for this week which is fulfillment and how do I feel more fulfilled. But if you tuned in last week, I spoke about my approach to strategic thinking and how I place the emphasis on brainstorming questions before we look at finding any new answers or solutions. And almost as as an aside, I shared a question that guides me. And that question was, how can I inspire others by being my true self today? And this question seems to have resonated with people. Uh, and, and of course, it goes to the heart of my personal definition of fulfillment. And as I say, that has prompted this week's deeper exploration into that topic, because we often use the term fulfillment, but what exactly does it mean to us? So this week, I'm going to take you through my musings on the topic of fulfillment. I'm going to share with you some of my own personal experiences, some of the common themes that pop up with clients I've worked with in this area over the years. And of course, I'll be dropping some some good reflection questions in there as well so that you can relate um, the you know what I'm sharing this week with your own particular situation. I frequently work with clients who have all the trappings of success. You know, they're well-educated in good jobs, financially secure, have seemingly good relationships. And it's not that they're unhappy. They just have that sense that they should be happier than they are. And many feel guilty about it. You know, it's something that I can relate to, certainly at different stages of my own life. You know, we hear statements like, I'm not enjoying life, I'm just going through the motions, I feel there has to be more to life than this, you know, I have a sense that I'm missing out on something. I sometimes refer to this as a life that looks great on paper or from the outside in. And of course, it highlights the the differences between achievement and fulfillment or how we define success, which are topics I'll, I'll probably explore in future episodes. But if you can relate to this sentiment of not feeling as fulfilled as you would like, or maybe you thought you might at this stage of your life or career, you know, just feel more satisfied than you currently are, you know, it's it's often an invitation to change, but it also prompts us to ponder the question, what's missing? You know, and that's a a two-word, very short question that packs a punch. You know, what's missing? What's missing from my life? What's missing from my career? You know, I'm sure your education was similar to mine, directed at gaining qualifications so that you could get a sound job and a reliable income and the material benefits to enjoy a fulfilling life. And of course, a good education will usually lead to a good job or a steady income and the material benefits that go with that. A fulfilling life doesn't naturally follow. And if you're, you know, if you're seeking higher levels of satisfaction in your working life or indeed life in general, it makes sense to ponder what does it mean to live a fulfilling life? You know, in this area, we should never forget that it's a privilege to be able to ponder such questions around fulfillment when millions of people have to focus on questions around survival. But if we're acknowledging that we would like to feel more of anything, it makes sense to to maybe help to 
to define what that is. So if we're thinking of fulfillment, you know, just ponder that for a bit. You know, what does fulfillment mean to you? Or when did you last feel fulfilled, if ever? You know, or how will you know if you are living a fulfilled life? It's a bit like following up on last week's theme around questions and strategic thinking. You know, sometimes a better question leads to a better answer and their questions were pondering. And I would hazard a guess that within your answers to those questions would be would be something like, you know, utilizing my skills and talents or realizing my potential, making a difference, enjoying life, feeling motivated and energized. You know, they'd all be ingredients in your recipe for fulfillment. Of course, exploring the concept of fulfillment brings us into territory of some bigger concepts and deeper questions. And there's none bigger than this one, which is, you know, what is the purpose of life? You know, this is a question that philosophers, sages and great thinkers have pondered for centuries. Now, from all the books I've read, seminars and workshops I've attended, the answer that most resonates with me is neatly encapsulated in this quote by, by Joy J. Gulliver. It's one that I have on my website, which is the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. I just find that so powerful and insightful. I'll repeat it. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. You know, for me, that's all about detecting and revealing my gifts and then sharing them for the benefit of others. When we personalize this question around life purpose, I think it becomes even more powerful. You know, what is the purpose of my life? You know, even if we are in the habit of setting ourselves goals and thinking big, rarely do we take such a high level view, high level view of our lives and our purpose here on earth. You know, there's a few more questions here that continue with the same theme, uh, ones that are perhaps not quite as daunting to, to answer. You know, what could your life be an example of? How do you want to be remembered? What could you teach others? How will the world be a better place because you've contributed to it? You know, I've undertaken a vast amount of personal development work in this area. And, you know, the answer that I've shaped for myself is, you know, the purpose of my life is to love and to share my gifts with the world by being my true self today. And it might sound a little corny, but I get a tremendous sense of empowerment from this statement. And it's also a, a gateway for me to connect with my inner wisdom. I feel fulfilled, happy, in the zone, if I use that phrase, when I'm sharing my skills and knowledge with groups. It's something that I miss in these current you know, lockdown uh, times. Um, for me, when I'm sharing my gifts for the benefit of others, it feels like everything is just flowing. You know, at times I can feel guided and there is the sense that you know, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And, you know, I'm blessed that my career is aligned with my purpose as I see it. And for me, that's, you know, that's winning the career lotto. Um, you know, we experience a sense of fulfillment when our purpose in life is aligned with what we do on a regular basis. We feel fulfilled when we're tapping into our gifts, our strengths, what we're naturally good at and employing them in the service of others. You know, to test this theory a little, think about times when you've been feeling less than fulfilled you know, perhaps feelings of frustration, impatience, stress. You know, at these times, are you playing to your strengths? Are you sharing your gifts? Are you focused on being of service to others? Probably not. You know, now you might be thinking that's all well and good, but I haven't got a clue what my purpose is. 
And, you know, you start by thinking about your gifts, what you're instinctively good at. As Stephen Covey, the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, says we detect our gifts, we detect our purpose. We don't necessarily create them or pull them from thin air. We look inside our emotions, our intuitions provide the clues as to whether or not we're on the right path. You know, so therefore questions such as what inspires you? What do I love to do? What brings me alive? You know, what, what activities bring me the greatest sense of harmony or inner peace? These are all questions that will be an invitation for you to, to ponder or to go, to go detecting for some of your gifts or purpose. You know, and if you get curious and start asking yourself these questions, the answers will follow. You know, if if the purpose of life is to detect your gifts, you know, if you commit to uncovering them, I do firmly believe that life, God, the universe, nature, your higher self, your unconscious mind, whatever term we use, will assist you. You know, answers, ideas, hunches, feelings will come. They may not come immediately or in the way that you expect, but you you need to be just open to the ideas that do come. Uh, you will know you're you're pointing in the right direction because your emotions will tell you there will be a feeling of excitement or strength or empowerment. You know, you're filled with a sense of possibility. You know, what I found is that I won't find fulfillment without tapping into my passions. And I'm sure the clients I've worked with over the years would agree with that statement. Earlier, I said that formal education is directed at gaining qualifications so that we can get a sound job and a reliable income and material benefits. But if you have all of those and still not feel fulfilled, it's probably because you're not sufficiently connected to your passions in life. Now, perhaps your job is not something from which you derive a sense of meaning, or perhaps you're not playing to your strengths. Perhaps you're not sharing your gifts in the service of others. Of course, this sense of fulfillment that we all crave can be obtained in more simple ways. It doesn't always have to be uh, through the avenue of your career or working life. You know, I have a close friend who just loves gardening. You know, he knows this is his passion in life. His purpose is probably something like to create beautiful outdoor spaces that inspire and relax. You know, yet he works in banking. You know, truth be told, he would love to be a landscape gardener. His banking job pays the bills, but he finds fulfillment by pottering about in the garden. He helps family members and friends with their gardens and likes nothing better than visiting garden centres and gardens that are open to the public at weekends. You know, that's when you can go and visit them, of course. You know, it's no surprise that he buys gardening magazines and visits gardening-related websites. He's in his element when he's in the garden. You know, spending time exercising his passion brings him joy. You know, it's not always feasible to pack in the day job. Sometimes it's simply about making more time for what you enjoy. You know, think about this question then. What are some of the ways you find fulfillment in everyday life? You know, I found that when our passion and purpose are, are, are aligned, you know, for me, it's almost a spiritual experience. I feel excited, energized and time flies. And connecting with this space creates an energetic wholeness, a peace, a sense of flow, and for me, that's a renewed sense of meaning in life. And, and of course, it's also a feeling of fulfillment. If the first part of creating a fulfilling life is about tapping into your passions, detecting and revealing your gifts, this comes alive in the second part, which is using your gifts in the service of others. And I see there's two parts to this, really. The first one is where we focus on the difference we make 
to those around us. We can ponder questions such as, where do I add value? What's the positive impact I have on others? What's the imprint I leave behind? Being of service to others is simply having the intention of improving the quality of the lives of other people, even in small ways. It's not about having a servile attitude or being a pushover or deferential. It's simply thinking about more than just ourselves. Being of service starts by opening your heart and thinking about the impact you have on those around you. When we operate with an open heart, it means we're willing to listen rather than constantly giving advice. Operating with an open heart means caring about customers and colleagues rather than just going through the motions. Thinking of more than ourselves means empowering others rather than retaining power for ourselves. Uh, When we approach interactions with others with an open heart, we improve the effectiveness of our communications. You know, others will see you as approachable and empathetic. You know, as a presenter and speaker myself, I've learned that when I speak or train or coach from the heart, my communication goes to other people's hearts. And that's how we inspire and positively influence others. Uh, You're probably assisting and positively influencing more people than you think. Making other people's lives better is not necessarily about the grand gestures or the large charitable undertakings. It can simply be everyday things, sharing something valuable with a friend that sparks their interest or holding your child's hand until a smile replaces tears listening to someone who's having a tough time, participating in providing a product or a service that benefits others. These are all examples of being of genuine service. The second part of being of effective service is one that's easily overlooked, and it's one that I've certainly overlooked myself in the past, which is being of effective service to yourself. You know, And that means simply not selling yourself short. You know, It means valuing yourself, your gifts, your strengths, It means seeing yourself as worthy. Being of effective service to yourself whilst being of service to others might seem contradictory, you know, but as we know, being of service to others is not about sacrificing yourself. Being of service to yourself is also not about having a self-serving attitude, but it does link in with that concept of, you know, fueling yourself first. We all know that analogy of, you know, putting the oxygen mask on first yourself so that you can you know, be of service or come to the aid of those around you. The term I love to use to describe being of effective service to myself is fueling my soul. You know, when I fuel my soul, I can then turn to fueling the souls of others. You know, fueling my soul is about connecting with those activities or situations in life that fill me up. You know, they make me feel strong on the inside. And with the stresses and strains of modern life, fueling your soul more consciously arms you to respond more effectively to everything life throws at you. And here's another powerful question to ponder in this area. You know, what if you were able to fully realise your value and express it in your work and relationships by simply being you? That's a question worth repeating. What if you were able to fully realise your value and express it in your work and relationships by simply being you. Now, wouldn't that be transformative? The, you know, this brings us into the territory of gratitude and appreciation, another key ingredient when it comes to fulfilment. You know, the two meanings of the word appreciate are to value and to increase. So as you appreciate yourself, your value grows. As your value grows, you have more to give. 
As you give more, you may receive more. It's a virtuous and uplifting cycle. A nice habit to forge is to acknowledge what you do well regularly. And by this, I mean those activities that you do almost unconsciously and that you seldom, if ever, reward yourself for. It might be something like acknowledging the fact that you get a certain number of meals on the table every day for you and your family, or that you show up for work, you know, that you maintain a household. It can be simple achievements that you've, you know, ticked over the years. As well as acknowledging your behaviours and activities, appreciate the qualities that you tap into, which facilitate those behaviours. You know, for example, appreciating yourself for the understanding you demonstrate, for the patience you show, uh, for the determination you have. So as I move to closing up this week's episode, here's a question for you to ponder. You know, what are some of your best qualities that you could appreciate more often? Or another way of phrasing it might be, what are some aspects of your personality that you could honour and value in a more purposeful way? It's a good question, that. If we think about fulfilment, you know, for me, being fulfilment means having a sense that our lives have purpose, you know, that we make an impact on the world around us in a positive way. When I think of the impact maybe I have on others, I often think of the analogy of the ripple effect. You know, when you drop a stone into water, you create ripples. The ripples expand outwards in ever-increasing circles um, from the point where the stone breaks the surface. You know, and the ripple effects means the consequences, most of them might be unknown to us, um, will, will continue to reverberate. You know, and the the it, it might come from something as simple as a kind word you've shared with someone or an understanding ear, an offer of support. You know, that may all put into motion a chain of events that you may never witness, but it will happen all the same. Now, you may be like me and get pleasure from taking items off a to-do list. And we should never, though, confuse this sense of achievement with fulfillment. I view fulfillment as delighting in the experience of life and a quality life derives from the qualities that we invest in it. By revealing your gifts first to yourself, then sharing them with an attitude of being of genuine service means not only will you feel a wonderful sense of fulfillment, but you're also making a positive difference in the world around you. Fulfillment like happiness is not something we seek as an end in itself, it's a natural byproduct of expressing our true and best selves for the service of others. So I'm going to leave you with a quote this week. It's one by the ex-president Bill Clinton from his book, Giving. Um, and it's one that, um, that I came across many years ago, but it's crossed my path again. And I just thought it was an appropriate one to close with this week. So he poses these questions. Who's happier, the uniters or the dividers? the builders or the breakers, the givers or the takers. I think you know the answer. That's a quote from Bill Clinton and his book, Giving. So thank you for tuning in this week to my musings on fulfillment. It's a vast area, but it's one that is, is important to me. And it's one that often comes up when I'm working with clients as well. So more information about me, James Sweetman, is available on my website, jamesweetman.com. And of course, you'll find me on the different social media channels as well. So until next week.